Kids who are organized tend to do better in school, according to a decluttering expert who shares tips to help school students clear the clutter. With the story, InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. Joining us now is Tracy McCubbin, author of Making Space Clutter-Free, the last book on decluttering you'll ever need. Tracy, before we get to your specific tips, do you suspect that many or most households really need to declutter their children's homework area and, in general, get rid of unneeded school items? Absolutely. It sounds like a very big, scary statement, but I really believe in this country, we're in the middle of a clutter crisis. Everyone's homes are drowning in stuff, and kids especially. They just recently did a study. The United States has a fraction of the world's children, yet we consume 40% of the toys manufactured in the world. So kids are just buried under their stuff. So big picture now, it seems to me this decluttering could be an important teachable moment if you decide what to throw away with the child present. We could say you're teaching the very core task of how to make decisions in general. What thinking processes are used to make a decision? Absolutely. And it's really a very early lesson in accountability and responsibility. You're teaching a child, if I want to keep this toy and I want to be able to find it when I want to play with it, then I have to decide where its home is and put it away in that home at the end of the day and know where to take it out. You know, it's not about making the child wrong. It's about teaching them some very big lessons and skills that are going to take them throughout their life. In other words, the value of having a neat, organized environment? Absolutely. And also, you know, scientifically, like with like, so if a kid's toys are organized or their desk is organized, all their pencils are together, all their pens are together, all their little pet shop toys are together. What happens is if you have too many categories and everything is all mixed up, your brain's being forced to make too many decisions. You're sequencing back and forth between where's that pen, where's my eraser, where's the ruler. But if you know in an organized desk drawer, all my pens and my pencils are right here and I know where to get them, you're taking a big decision making off of the child's plate and giving them more literal brain space to focus on homework or play. So let's get to your tips. First, put a dry erase board calendar where everyone can see it. What does that do? It's fantastic. It first of all manages expectations. So everyone from all the way down can say we have family dinner this night or we have soccer practice this day. It also frees up the parents so that they're not being the second brain. They're not holding all the information in their head. It's up there. And again, it's going to teach kids some accountability. They want to have a play date at Johnny's house. You can write it on the calendar. This change when I do it in clients' homes just makes such a difference. And I could just hear some parents pushing back saying their kids have their own calendars on their phones and don't want to sort of give that up, if you will. Your response? Look, there's the community, there's the family, and then there's the personal, right? And so I think that there's something about seeing it visually and everybody knows where everybody's supposed to be. I think the more we can do to get our kids' heads out of their phone and participating in the community, the better. Purge last year's homework and artwork, only saving the best of the best. That's another one of your tips. How do we decide what qualifies for saving? An easier way to go about it is to decide what doesn't qualify. So homework assignments, spelling tests, math tests, 
none of that stuff you need to say. That stuff serves its purpose to teach a child. It's a learning tool. It's not for posterity. So you save the first poem they wrote or an amazing paper they wrote on their autobiography. You keep the important stuff, but the everyday, day-to-day homework, you don't need that. So whether it's clothes, backpacks, or books, do you have a general rule of thumb on getting rid of things if a certain amount of time has passed since using them? I really say a year. A year is, you know, all the seasons. A year is a school year. A year is a really, really, really good time. If you're like, I haven't used this in a year, it's time to let it go. And I also think there's something to say on a Sunday before the new week starts. Everybody in the family is going to spend a half an hour, declutter their workspace and get their to-do list for the week to come. It's all about setting the behaviors, making them habitual so that you set everybody up for success. Tracy McCubbin, an expert on decluttering. Thank you for joining us today. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. And that wraps up this week's show. InfoTrack's executive producer is Randy Meyer, and I'm Chris Whitty. Our Internet services are provided by Payer.com. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll be here next week for another edition of InfoTrack.